This is episode 275, How to Heal the Wound from the Feminine with Lex. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm so glad that you're here, and I hope that you enjoyed the love and relationship series that I did on Coach's Corner. There were just weeks of episodes focused on love and relationships, and last week's was a introduction to a sacred union process that Steph and I recorded for you that you can get at christinehasler.com slash sacred union. We also just started an Instagram page that we are curating together. It's called Sacred Union Couples, and you can go and follow us there. It's brand new. We only have 15 followers so far because we haven't told anybody about it. We'd love to have you follow us, whether you are in a relationship or you're single and you really want to call in that kind of sacred union and you're looking to fill your feed with inspiration and ideas and tools and start to learn how to be in sacred union before you're actually physically with your beloved. Because here's the thing, those of you that are single, your beloved exists somewhere in the earth. You're not going to be with an embryo, right? They are out there, whoever they are. And you can start cultivating that relationship now. That's one of the things that we teach in our Be the Queen program. And that's a program that's specifically for women who are calling in a man. We teach you how to start having that relationship. And that helps so much with feeling hope again. It helps so much with the loneliness that many people experience when they're single and want to call in that relationship, you can start to have the relationship energetically. It's one of the many things we teach in our Be The Queen program. And it's filling up quick, ladies. So I really encourage you, go to christinehasser.com slash be the queen to apply. You can set up a time to talk with Jill if you have questions. And you know, this year, a lot of you didn't do some of the things that maybe you were planning on doing. In 2020, there were lots of canceled trips and canceled events and maybe money that you might've spent on a trip or visiting friends or so on and so forth. You can invest in yourself. Well, really invest in your amazing relationship and your future family. Over the years, I have seen that when I invest in myself, I always get a high ROI on that investment. And what better thing to invest in than a better relationship with yourself, increased self-love, better connection to your femininity, your sensuality, your sexuality, your success, and your epic future relationship of sacred union. Again, it's christinehaster.com slash be the queen. Spaces are filling up and we start in January. If you enroll soon, you get a bonus call of January 14th. And then we start the program January 24th. I hope that many of you join us there. I actually got to meet one of the women who's in our program. She happened to be at a dinner party we were at last night and oh, she's, she's awesome. Just like I know all of you will be. And that's, oh, that's another thing about the program. You find soul sisters. You find other women that you can connect with because I know, I remember when I was single, most of my friends were married and that was hard. And then when I would connect with single women, it was just a lot of complaining about dating and men. And it just wasn't the conversation I wanted to have. And it's so important to find other women who are calling in the same thing that you are so that you can hold that frequency together and have that soul sister support. So 
I'm so excited. Steph's so excited. And we hope that many of you can join us there. So today's episode is with Lex and she brings up many things in the beginning of the call, but we really focus on the wound with the mother and therefore the wound with the feminine. Anyone who had a challenging, traumatic, dysfunctional, or abusive relationship with our mother, or maybe mother wasn't around, there's probably going to be some things with being a woman, relationships with women, trusting the feminine, and trusting ourselves because we are a woman. And in this episode, there's a lot that I discuss with Lex that I hope gives you some insight, whether you're a man or a woman, because all of us have the divine masculine and feminine inside of us, and all of us have a relationship with feminine energy. And it's important that all of us find that mothering, nurturing energy inside of us, because that's a part of us that gives that encouragement and compassion and helps us be consistent and really show up in our life and feel loved and safe along the way. So as you're listening to this call, consider Do you have a mother wound or a wound with the feminine that's disconnecting you from your own femininity, your love of your body, your ability to care and nurture for yourself? Do you have an inner rebel? And every time you get consistent about something, that rebel comes in and just throws you off track. Did you have a parent that stood by when your other parent abused you or didn't treat you well? and made you feel like you just weren't protected? And finally, do you struggle to trust other people and yourself? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my call with Lex. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, Organifi. You've heard me talk about this company before. I love them. They're one of my favorite superfood companies. They have a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. I know the company. I know the founder. It's an incredible product. I love so many of their things. I'm just going to highlight a few. I love their green juice. It's essential superfoods that help reduce stress and reset your morning. I like to have it First thing in the morning, it's my favorite travel hack as well. When I'm on a plane, get my water bottle, pour my green juice packet in there, shake it up and get so many of my greens, 11 superfoods for resetting the body and feeling amazing. The green juice helps decrease cortisol. It helps provide a healthy response to stress. It helps reduce food cravings and encourages the feeling of healthiness and productivity at work or with your loved ones. It contains all kinds of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, and it's delicious. I also love their red juice, 13 superfoods for energy support, and a berry superfood drink. Delicious, delicious. You can pour some in your smoothie or again, just drink it with water and it's so good. It really helps give me energy. I've been off coffee for oh, well over a year now, and so I love that energy that the red juice gives me. And they have another product called Organifi Harmony, which is a delicious cacao and chocolate flavored superfood blend designed by some of the top herbalists in the world who happen to be women, which really helps with PMS and mood swings and fatigue and all the other lovely things that go along with PMS. It is so yummy. It's my little treat. I love all Organifi products and I'm so excited that you get an incredible discount. 
Just go to Organifi.com slash over it and use the code over it for 20% off all products. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F.com slash over it. And in the promo code, type in over it, not case sensitive for 20% off all products. So much yummy stuff then. Again, Organifi.com slash over it. All right, everybody. And now on to my coaching session with Lex. Lex, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hey, so I have trouble being consistent about taking care of my health. And I think part of it is I have PCOS. So like even when I've gone through periods where I'm like on on top of it, as far as like diet and exercise goes, like I'm still fat, honestly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know, kind of get treated like I'm fat in a lot of situations, which I I think can make me feel hopeless about why I'm even trying to be healthy, which I know is like partly because it's like there's two different reasons to be healthy. There's the selfish, like part, obvious part, like keep yourself healthy. But then there's also like the, well, I want to look good. Uh I want people to treat me well. Uh (laughs) I want people to think positive of positively of me but a lot of times it's like even when I'm doing my best health wise people assume I'm not taking care of myself Mm. and then I enter kind of like a fuck it phase honestly I'm like well you know like if I'm gonna get treated this way anyway like I might as well just enjoy being fat and like Mm -hmm. eat whatever I want and I regret that I always regret that it's like well you like hiking you like there's all kinds of just reasons on your own to, you know, do your best health wise, but I, I'm not consistent. So first I apologize that people treat you differently because of your physical appearance. You are worthy and deserving of love and kindness, no matter what you look like. And I want you to know that and really embody that because that's probably a huge part of this journey for you is self-worth and self-love and loving yourself no matter what and not letting shitty behavior of other people impact your view of yourself. So let me just dive in a little bit. Have you ever suffered from any physical or sexual trauma or abuse? No. My story is more like emotional abuse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry I left that one out because that's high on the list as well. Would you mind sharing just a teeny bit about that? doesn't have to be much. I don't want you to share anything that brings you back into trauma or anything like that, but just to give me a little bit of background would be helpful. Like I grew up kind of like the Reader's Digest version is like my mom would probably fit the description of someone with like narcissistic personality disorder or borderline. I don't know. I think she would have benefited from like mental health um, help. So yeah, I I think there was some like emotional abuse there. And then that just led to being conditioned for more of it, like later Mm -hmm. in life. And so I've been in, you know, narcissistic romantic relationships and friendships. And like the last few years, I've like really woken up to that and, you know, cut some people out of my life. But I Mm -hmm. still, I mean, it still leads a lot to deal with. (laughs) Yeah. And dad? My dad, like, honestly, he, 
like I was a daddy's girl and I, I think he loves me and he was there for me, but he was kind of cowardly in the face of my mom, like would never, you know, like counter her or anything. You know, if my mom wanted me to be eviscerated, you know, in the kitchen for a very minor issue. He was like on it, no questions asked. So it's like our one-on-one relationship is good, but as soon as she's like in the picture, it's kind of. So would it be fair to say you didn't feel like he protected you? Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't really have a strong masculine energy in your life. No, I I think I had to stand up for myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, like that is my whole thing. (laughs) Like I, you know, like kind of untangled this later on in life, but I've always kind of been like justice oriented and like truth telling oriented, you know, have worked in like journalism and just other areas of like trying to improve how justice, you know, is carried out against people who suck. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and I like have only later realized like, oh that's 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 me. Feel like anyone defended you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Often you probably heard me say what we're passionate about in life comes from our suffering so often. Yeah. So, yeah, you've you've really been through it. And how old are you now? 35. 35. Okay. So when we have the mother wound, and you, you had both, but the mother wound is probably more severe. Would we agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely can create challenges with being a woman, challenges mm-hmm. with femininity, challenges with our reproductive system. You know, most Mm -hmm. women that I encounter who have any kind of reproductive challenges and even weight challenges, weight that just won't drop because there's a difference between going to Europe for a month, eating pasta and gelato every day and gaining weight Mm -hmm. and then being able to lose it when you eat healthy versus just not being able to get the weight off no matter what you do. And mm-hmm. that generally comes from a, being a protective mechanism, from mm-hmm. being abused, and being totally disconnected from our body, like not wanting to be in yeah. our body. And yeah. so much of what the PCOS, and I'm not a health professional, I'm not a doctor, I'm just throwing things out and we're going to see what really lands with you. So so much of PCOS sometimes is tied to feminine lineage like that, you know, cause you came from your mother's womb and mm-hmm. there's a lot that we carry in our womb from our mother's mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you basically, I'm going to guess probably never felt really, really nurtured, never felt really, really seen, never felt really nourished and cared for and loved by your mother on a consistent basis. Would you agree with that? Yeah. It's like, I think she had like moments where it's like everything was clear and she could be caring and loving, but in a lot of situations, it just seems like she's missing, she's like missing an empathy chip. And it's not even personal. It's like she just, (laughs) there's a lot of, there's a lot of trauma from her side. Sure. Like she said. And this isn't about blaming your mother at all. This is about honoring your experience 
and honoring the fact that you had a mother who wasn't really a mother. She might have gave birth, but she wasn't really a mother. She wasn't really capable of that. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's a big one. Yeah. It, it's been a big thing to comprehend in the last few years. It's like I, I have strangely, like almost my whole life, I've, I've had close friendships with people who have dead mothers. Mm. And I always thought, well, maybe that's because I'm the oldest of six kids, you know, and I have like mother energy because I was the oldest. And, you know, I, I think I was also kind of, of a parent, parentified child in that family. Yes. But yeah, as I consider more, you know, how my mom couldn't be there for me, it was like, I sort of kind of had a dead mother too. Yeah. <laughs> she exists, but like, um, this nurturing thing that it seems like a lot of people got, like, I really don't think I got that. No, I don't, I don't think you did either. And I think you carry a lot of that in your womb space. You carry a lot of that pain in that womb space and a lot of that burden of having to parent your five siblings as well. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of directions I could go with you, but the one that I'm being really called to go with you is by talking really about feminine energy and the divine mother energy and really connecting back into that. Because it's interesting, you said, you know, you're not consistent and I think a lot of that is because you didn't have consistency from a parent. You know, you probably have a very disorganized attachment style. As you know, go and date narcissists because we look for what's familiar and we're constantly wanting to get that love from a parent. And Mm -hmm. you're really learning what that, that mothering divine energy is. I have a feeling you can give it, but receiving it's a different subject. Yeah. Because I don't trust it. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had a woman in your life who, be it a friend or a mentor or an aunt or someone who you really felt nurtured by? I, I think I'm fortunate in that, like, when I look back on my life, I realized like, oh, like I didn't have my mom all the way there, but I did have different women along the way. Like growing up, I was like oddly close to my teachers, mm-hmm. like full on friendships, like beyond teachers that like I hung out with them after school. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a boundary mess now, but <laughs> like I, I continued like friendships with a lot of my elementary school teachers in the like adulthood. Cause they were, they were meeting a need that you weren't getting. Yeah. And so that's beautiful. So when you think of receiving divine feminine energy or just feminine energy or nurturing energy, what does that feel like? What is um, it like to receive? I feel like I, I have been like speaking more of it out. Like I have like a history of like trying to join like women's organizations and stuff to like kind well, of feel. Well, hold in. on, hold on. Let me ask the question in a different way. So I don't want you to tell me okay. what you're doing. I want you to tell me if you can imagine, just close your eyes and just imagine for a moment, divine feminine energy, mothering, nurturing energy coming at you, being given to you. What would that feel like? I think it would feel like, you know, maybe I could relax more Mm -hmm. because I think I 
often I have like perfectionistic tendencies. Um, and I, I just like never feel, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Like just the way that I am. Okay. Just keep your and eyes closed. And I know that that's not, I, that I should feel enough, you know, at every, any moment, but I don't know. I, I think if I had a divine energy, it would feel like there's some sort of safety that's always there, mm-hmm. but it seems kind of just like, like an illusion mm-hmm. that I don't really believe exists or is ever going to exist. <laughs> right. Cause you're even having trouble doing this exercise. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a criticism. You're okay. not doing anything wrong. I'm just pointing out that, you know, the minute that you went, dropped into it for like 0.5 second and then went right into your head and started describing all the things that are wrong with you again. When did I get it? <laughs> <laughs> when you first said, I feel like I'd relax more. And then you went into how you have perfectionist tendencies. So okay. there's this, there's this sort of block to receiving that loving, feminine, nurturing energy. So let's try again. Just close your eyes. You're not doing anything wrong. This is just patterning. So there's this, there's no criticism. We're just working with this. So take a few deep breaths, eyes closed. Okay. And I want you to imagine that you're calling in this really divine mother, like this Mother Mary, if that figure resonates with you, energy that's just coming in and like this lavender or soft pink light just coming into your body. And without any explanation, just tell me what it might feel like to have this loving, nurturing, caring, gentle energy coming in. I think I I rebel against it or kind of fight against it. Great. I fight against it because... Um, I think it's a lie, hmm. uh, something that's going to fool me. And mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be tricked. And I actually had a moment like this, like meditating. Like I rarely meditate and sometimes I get myself to do it. And uh, like this moment really stuck with me because it's like for the first three minutes I was doing this guided meditation I had a voice in my head that was just like cussing, shouting, like, this is stupid. You think breathing's going to help? This is so dumb. This is so stupid. And then about three or four minutes in, I had like kind of that wise mind, you know, rise above the situation. And I just saw myself going like, look, there's like this kind woman leading a calm little meditation. <laughs> and you're like fighting her. <laughs> And, you know, I saw myself as just like a person who is like scared to relax, like bullshit. Yeah. Like relaxing is bullshit. I know this is a trick to get me vulnerable and cut into me. Right. (laughs) Well, if you were raised by a narcissist or, you know, any personality disorder, whatever it is, and have history being in those relationships, I can see why you feel like you can't trust it because... If, you know, with narcissists, the kindness can't be trusted because the next moment they're going to turn on you. It's all a act. So there's, there's a lot of anger at the feminine as well because of mom. And there's a lot of mistrust of any kind of kind and gentle energy, which is why it's so hard to 
slip into that. And I think why you're having trouble with consistency as well, because there's an mm-hmm. inner rebel that lives inside of you yeah. that's been part of your survival. You've needed that rebel to survive because that's a part of you that fights. Because it sounds like mm-hmm. you kind of don't fight until you're pushed to your edge, at least how that's, that's how it's been in the past. Yeah. Like you try and you try and then you push your edge and then you're like, fuck it, I'm out of here. So yeah. the rebel has become your protector instead of having a really loving, honoring parent who's your protector so you don't need to get to the point of rebellion. <laughs> yeah. So we're not here to hate the rebel. That's the rebel has a, a hand in procrastination and perfectionism as well. We're not here to hate the rebel. We're here to see, oh, wow, rebel, like you, you're really trying to keep me safe. You want me to rebel against an exercise, rebel against this meditation, rebel against my fitness routine, whatever it is, because I can't trust anything. Yeah. Yeah. So from my point of view, you've got an amazing, amazing opportunity to heal a lot of this feminine wounding that I think will one, create more relaxation and safety. Those were the two words we got out of that exercise. Relax. That's as far as we got, which is totally fine. It just shows the defense mechanisms that are up. And I'm never going to try to push you into something that you want to be out of because that's part of your healing here is being in your sovereignty and only doing what feels good to you because that's another thing you didn't get from your parents. You didn't really get, Lex, we, we trust you. What do you want? We trust your voice. It was always, you were told what to do. So it's going to be important to find both practitioners and your own inner voice that guides you, but also keep coming back to you in terms of how does this feel to you? what feels good to you. So you start finding that voice and that sovereignty again. Does that part make sense? Yeah. I guess I, I feel some resistance there because I, I have like a thing in my head that's like, but I can't trust myself. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Why can't you trust yourself? Because I feel like I have a little bit of that emotional abuse kind of like ingrained in my psyche and I almost feel like it's it's my own like default setting to sabotage, you know, but subconsciously. Yeah. So I don't fully well, trust my instincts. <laughs> <laughs> well, those you cannot trust your patterns. Those really aren't your instincts. Those are your patterns. And you can see that often what you desire isn't necessarily what you need. But just by having that awareness, you can use that to build trust. And this is where I think too, you know, having a parent that was very hard on you breeds not not being very gentle with yourself. And so rather than really cutting yourself some slack and having some compassion for why you're drawn to more emotionally abusive relationships, you just judge yourself so harshly for it because that's again, the way you were parented. So this is, this is finding that divine mother voice again and going, you know what? I know this about myself. This is not me. This is an imprint. This is a pattern. This is conditioning. I can observe it 
and really trust that I'm going to start seeing it earlier and earlier and earlier. Yeah. Like, are you in a narcissistic relationship right now? No. And I, I am proud that I've been able to like see things a little bit sooner and cut people off a little bit sooner. So I have a little bit more. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You can't base being able to trust yourself on past actions when you didn't have a lot of awareness. You have to look at, wow, I've seen a therapist. Wow. I'm talking to Christine. Wow. I've put boundaries up. Wow. I've ended friendships. Like, oh my gosh, I'm really starting to take some actions. I'm really trusting myself more and more and more. But to base your level of trust on decisions you made that were 100% coming from wounding is not fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I, I've I've gotten better at forgiving myself for being in some of those relationships. But now I'm on this other frontier where I'm like, I'm just trying to take care of my health better. And I, I'm dealing with like an inner abuser. Like, right. But it's like the final boss. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are dealing. And um, that's kind of coming back to where I was trying to get it before is starting to tap into this loving, nurturing, more feminine energy that will replace the voice of the inner abuser. See, right now you've Mm -hmm. got mom's voice in your head versus the voice of a really encouraging mother, basically. That's like, hey, Lex, your vegetables are really good for you. can they're really healthy and I know you can finish them or let's go for a walk. It'll make your body feel good. You've got more of the critical abuser voice in you. So what, what I'd like you to do as sort of a practical thing is Mm -hmm. listen to and surround yourself as much as possible with loving, nurturing, feminine voices. So it can be meditations it can be talks women are giving on feminine energy. It can be oh. hypnosis that you're list like there's lots of hypnosis for weight loss and exercise and sticking to things, but in a feminine voice. Yeah. There's even writing a really encouraging, loving paragraph or two out to yourself about Lex, I believe in you. I know we can do this. You love your body, love to feel good. I'm so proud of you. On and on and on. And you could record that and listen to your own voice. I want Mm -hmm. you to start really surrounding yourself and, and putting into your field a lot healthy, encouraging, loving, nurturing, feminine energy. Just like OD on it. Yes. Because I feel like I'm doing a little bit of it. Like, I mean, I love your podcast. You've been a huge help. Um, And then I actually do like video journaling with myself for some sort of like encouragement just for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there's like more meditations and, and probably other podcasts I could kind of put in my orbit. Yeah. And the the final piece here is really dealing with the anger at mom because she's she's living inside of you too much in your head. Yeah. And it's yeah. doing the emotional release work, doing the anger work, doing the release writing, really getting to your anger and the grief over really not having a mother. 
because I think back to the PCOS, you're carrying a lot of that in your womb. You're carrying a lot of that anger and sadness there. And when you really can get to the core of that and feel that and release that and eventually get to forgiveness, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of your PCOS symptoms lightened up a little bit. I have a a question about like what is most effective in that, you know, kind of goal. Cause I do a lot of writing. I think I've like thought about and talked about my mom a lot to people and I accept what she did wasn't personal. She just is what she is, but I, yeah, have my own like mess to kind Mm -hmm. of clean up. And it's hard to, yeah, stop resenting it. Like, God damn it. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's not a mess. It's pain. So I don't want you to judge it as a mess. It's just pain. So from my point of view, the most effective ways are the temper tantrum technique, which Mm -hmm. I teach in expectation, hangover and mastery and the release writing. And also like working with not a talk-based therapist, but even a somatic-based therapist or a Mm trauma-informed therapist, or even therapists that specialize in children who had any kind of personality disorder. And this is really where us talking is a great first step, but this is really where that, that inner mother, that inner parent has to come out too and kind of be like, okay, we are going to get to the bottom of this we are going to start to feel better because that hopelessness is coming from not really having that loving, encouraging voice in your head. You have the mean voice that will push you to do things, but then the rebel comes up because you're pushed too hard and you're back in hopeless and it's a cycle and that you're hopeless and until you get mad at yourself enough where you push yourself again and then you push yourself too far and the rebel comes up and then you get hopeless (laughs) and then it's, it's a loop. So where, what can help all that is, and that's why I want you to surround yourself with voices of loving feminine energy so that you can start to model that inside your head and start speaking to yourself in a loving, nurturing, mothering tone. That's going to help get you out of the hopeless and make you feel like, wow, I finally have an advocate because, you know, dad wasn't an advocate. No one was an advocate for you. And so it's finding that inner voice that can be your own advocate and can be like, you know what, no matter what, we are going to heal this. We're not broken. We're not a mess. We're just having our human experience. We have some pain that we're dealing with. It's completely healable. Everything is. And I'm Mm going to be an advocate for myself. I'm going to be that mother and father that I never had. And I'm going to love myself and talk gently to myself and not give up on myself. Yeah. That more like consistent advocate that doesn't have to have like the big, you know, Correct. rebellion. Correct. Correct. Through this. And when you want to rebel, you do release writing or a temper tantrum technique instead. You actually use that energy because the energy that makes us want to rebel is anger. Mm-hmm. So you use that anger in a more therapeutic way. Okay. And I actually, I have your book and I think the, the part that I like just skipped over was the, the temper tantrum. Most people do. (laughs) It's amazing how it's just like, oh, I I love everything that this person says. I'm just going to skip over this part. Yeah. You're not the first. (laughs) You're not the first. You're not the first. And I want to tell you, Lex, just how absolutely lovable you are. Mm Mm-hmm how lovable you are, how worthy you are. 
how strong you are, not in the sense of being able to push things down, but being able to, you know, live through so much of the trauma that you experienced and you're completely 100% capable of being your own inner best parent to yourself. And just know that that loving divine energy is always around us. And especially as someone in a female body, you have extra special access to that really incredible divine feminine energy that is nurturing and loving and sweet and relaxing and and flows through life rather than pushes. It's all available to you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. There's no reason why you can't access that. Okay. What are you feeling now? Uh, like relieved. Because mm-hmm. I, I want to get there. Yeah. I feel like I can, I can figure it out. You can. Yeah. It's just one step at a time. And the biggest thing to do, not even figure out, is just notice the voice in your head and start talking to yourself more sweetly. You know, that's nothing you even have to figure out. That's just something to notice. And when you go, when you hear that mean voice, you go, oh, that is not the direction I want to go. I forgive myself for speaking to myself that way. And I'm going to bring in the voice of my own inner mother. Okay. Will that voice go away? At some point. It will get quieter and quieter and quieter. <laughs> the other ones will get louder. Will it ever okay. totally go away? I don't know. But it won't yeah. run your life like it is now. Okay. I, I have a little bit of that voice, but it's like it just gets thrashed, you know, yeah. often by that other force. Yeah. Well, and it's just about... I never win. <laughs> you, it's not about winning. It's about consistency. Okay. Just like parenting. You know, it's just about Uh consistency and just know that that voice, like I said, it may never totally go away, but you'll recognize it is not you. It won't run your life. Okay. All right. Was this helpful? Yes. I I can't wait to re-listen to it. Thank you, Lex, for dropping into your vulnerability, your your courage and everything that you shared. I know so many people can relate to. So Lex's first question was really about sticking to a routine. And she mentioned that she deals with PCOS and her weight and the rejection and the judgment that she feels from her weight. And so there is just a lot that she was dealing with. And I chose to go in and speak about the issue with mom. I mean, there's a lot of different directions I could have gone with her because it felt like that was the core wound that was really underneath so many of these things. I mentioned in the show that not all the time, but often things like PCOS or anything that has to do with our reproductive organs can be tied to wounding we have around being a woman any kind of abuse, especially sexual abuse, wounds that we have with our feminine lineage, mothers, grandmothers, those kinds of things. And so I wanted to start unpacking that and having that discussion because maybe it would give Lex a little insight around some of the physical things that she's dealing with. You know, she really didn't get any nurturing from her mother. Instead, she had to be a mother to her siblings. And then her father who she felt a little more connected to, didn't even protect her when her mother was doing emotionally abusive things to her. 
So there's a lot of confusion going on inside of her and she's had to learn how to parent herself, which is why the consistency thing is difficult. It's very, very difficult to be consistent if we never had a model of a loving parent, a consistent parent. That rebel is there because it's the protector. Think about it. The one person who she looked to for protection from her mother was her father and he didn't do it. (laughs) He didn't stand up. So she's got no model of how she protects herself. So this rebel energy, which is often tied to anger for so many of us, it comes up. So it's not like she's consciously trying to sabotage herself. And it's not like she can't be consistent or doesn't care about her health and well-being. It's just this part of her that just wants to be loved and nurtured and feels so desperate for that loving, motherly, feminine energy hacks up because she gets angry. So those of you that have that rebel and you're like, why do I have this rebel? Why do I have this self-sabotager? I really want you to think about how that's really anger in disguise. Cause that's often what anger will do. It will, when we don't process our anger, it will come up as a rebel or it will come up as a saboteur. So the more and more we deal with our anger and deal with the ways we feel we've been abused or betrayed or neglected, so on and so forth, then we don't need that rebel as much. Now, when I worked with Lex on asking her what divine feminine energy feels like, it was hard for her to drop into it. You know, it took us three times to get a few words out. And again, this isn't a criticism. It's just to point out how strong that disconnection is. Like as I was holding that feminine energy for her and really wanting to have her feel that and receive that. First, she went into criticizing herself, talking about her perfectionist. Then she talked about how she felt relaxed for a second, but then it went to something else. And then on our third try, that rebel came up. So of course it's hard for her to relax. As a kid with a parent with a narcissistic personality disorder, kindness can't be trusted she had to learn how to walk on eggshells. So when that kind loving energy comes towards her, it's like, Ooh, 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 we can't trust this. So it's just going to take time. And it's not that she doesn't trust it or she doesn't trust herself. She doesn't trust the patterns. So again, it's not like she doesn't trust feminine energy because deep down we all trust that it's a, it's an energetic it's a divine energetic within and outside of each and every one of us. We all can tap into that loving, pure feminine energy, just like we can with masculine energy. She just didn't trust the people that were women. So that gets projected on feminine energy. And it's not that she doesn't trust herself. She doesn't trust the patterns that she's been in. So when we talk about trust issues, we really want to get clear to what we're not trusting. So if you're someone that says, I don't trust myself, that's not true. Don't keep reaffirming that. You just don't trust patterns that you've been in. You don't trust that you won't go into that pattern, but you absolutely can trust yourself and don't base your level of trustworthiness with yourself on your past actions. You're continuing to learn. You're continuing to grow. And Lex needs to do that. She needs to see the progress that she's making and not beat herself up or base whether or not she can trust on herself on the past. And one more thing I want to say, often with something like health, like losing weight, we can get into that very masculine energy. I need to work out. I need to go to the gym. I need to push, 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 structure, structure, structure. And we forget about that feminine energy of 
it's okay. You can do it. I'm here. Let's listen to our body. Does it want to dance? Does it want to swim? What does it want to do today? So that feminine energy is beautiful and important as well. And it can be just as valuable in consistency. So don't lean too much in that masculine energy when it comes to consistency. All right. Some takeaways for you. If you really resonate with wanting to draw in that more of that feminine voice, and this goes for men too, you may have had a mother who didn't have a very kind feminine voice and you really want to find that loving, nurturing feminine inside of you. Surround yourself with those loving, nurturing, feminine energy voices. That's really beautiful and important to do. Have a conversation with your rebel. See what it's really protecting you from and do some anger work and see if maybe part of why you're rebelling is because you're angry. You can always download my anger release technique, my temper tantrum technique at christinehasser.com slash anger release. And next, forgive yourself for your past actions. Don't base your trustworthiness on actions you've taken in the past, really based on the decisions you're making in the present and all the work you've done. And remember, you've come a lot farther than you think. Don't always look to how far you need to go. Really look at how far you've come. I know each and every one of you need to give yourself more credit, more and more and more credit on a daily basis. Please, please celebrate, celebrate your growth, all the ways that you've really shifted and come so far. It's important. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.